Sharika Matthews, and you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in the right place. Right. Well, hi there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert. Did you know that in 2022, it was predicted by several experts that more and more singles are leaving behind situationships and leaving behind friends with benefits in search of something more meaningful and more purposeful in their relationships? Yet, when I talk to singles, especially single women, I am continuously being told that the struggle is real out there in those dating streets, regardless if you're meeting men online or you're meeting men in person. The sentiments always seem to be the same, and the feedback I get is, there is pee in the dating pool. (laughs) But I have to admit, dating is not easy, and it's definitely not as easy as we would like for it to be. But once you find a good man who wants consistency and commitment, then what? You commit to each other in a relationship, and you expect things to be smooth sailing from there, right? Well, it's not always the case. You need a little bit more than liking somebody, you need a little bit more than lust, and you actually need a little bit more than love to make a relationship work. You need a purpose-based relationship if you want to create deep passion and a fulfilling relationship. And that's why I have with me today Mr. Joey Chandler to help us unpack the idea of purpose-based relationship and purpose-based dating. Joey Chandler is a purpose-based relationship coach and host of the Love Launch podcast. He works with entrepreneurs, executives, coaches, and consultants to make their purpose a part of their relationships in everyday life. He has been coaching and leading transformational workshops for over 20 years, and his purpose is about people loving their life. He lives in Northern California and is an avid skier and recently published his first book, Thrones of Wisdom, 99 Ways to Get Off the Pot While on the Pot. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Joey. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on publishing your first book. I'm going to have to get a copy of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a a bit of an inspiration. I, well... <laughs> I was having a moment. I was I was actually doing my gratitude practice. I have a gratitude practice. And I was typing in my um, uh, I just having to I type out you know what mm-hmm. I'm grateful for each morning. I was going to the bathroom and I thought, what else could I do here? And I started writing down all these things. And and so it's it's really 99 things that you can do because it turns out it, people take about yeah. On the bathroom, right. no, it's not the <laughs> but there's, a, there's enough time, and our phones are so powerful. There's stuff like you can reach out to a friend, you can do research for a company, you can, you know, look up a recipe, you can learn a new word. There's all these things that you can do to get off the pot, and while while you're on the pot. 
<laughs> I love it. And you know, so much happens in the bathroom, whether you're on the pot or in the shower. I know I have a lot of powerful thoughts and a lot. I do my gratitudes. I do my prayers. I do so much in the shower. So I'm definitely curious to see and learn what other things you suggest in your book. But I want to get to dating and relationships and you being the expert on purpose-driven or purpose-based dating. So what does that really look like? What do you mean by purpose-based dating? Because as we spoke a few days ago, most of the conversation I hear about being purpose-based or purpose-driven is usually around the context of religion or spirituality. And I think it was, gosh, probably been 10 or 20 years ago, I think it was Rick Warren put out that book of purpose-driven life. So I'm curious, in your line of work, what do you mean by purpose-based dating? Uh, that's a great question. Actually, I'm a... other than the question is what I mean by purpose, because we can yeah. be we can be talking about purpose-based business, purpose-based parenting, purpose-based you know whatever. And, and this is what Rick Warren was talking about a purpose-driven life. It's purpose is core to who you are. And I think it's really smart for anybody, if you're talking purpose, is to ask the person that you're talking to, like, what do you mean by purpose? Because there's, exactly. a, there's a definition, we could look it up, but it, there's just different interpretations of that. And what I mean by purpose is that I say we all have something at our core, something like love or joy or happiness, and that our purpose, why we are here, is to experience that thing ourselves and to share it with other people. And we do this through our actions, our interactions, our... Uh, our relationships, our businesses, and all of those things are reflections and manifestations of our purpose, but they aren't our purpose. Who we are is this thing at our core. Now, where that core came from, tell you. It could be a spirit, it could be a soul, an energy, maybe it's just the miracle of the human body and brain. Like, where that came from, that's, that's where, because I work with people who are atheists to very, very, um, uh, have very strong spiritual practice. And, yeah. and we, don't, we don't debate where that thing came from. We're just like, we just say, okay, you're about love or joy or happiness. Let's figure out how to have more of that in your life. Yeah. So then you take that into relationships. And the, the idea is, uh, with purpose, you always start with yourself, figuring out who you are and what you're about. And then you start to look at, okay, what kind of relationship would I like to create that would allow me to be more of myself? And you start thinking about, you know, things that you might like to do, the circumstances, how you just, just the idea. It's almost like you're creating a business plan for your relationship. Oh, and then, like and then you start to think, okay, what type of person do I think would, could be aligned or could become aligned with my vision? Yeah. And, and again, this is where you're, uh, again, business, you know, you're almost like looking for your founding partner. Someone that, mm -hmm. that can share your vision. You probably don't have the exact same skill set and the same approach, but you at least can have a, some sort of shared vision. And you get clear on that, and you talk about what that vision is. Now, the one thing, um, what I think is um, important to understand, too, about purpose is that we all have far more practice being who we think we should be rather than who we actually are. Mm, yes. You know, Speak that you know, again. We all, <laughs> we all have that, you know, we're like, I need to be funny or this or strong or weak or passive or whatever it is that you think you need to be and that you've developed, you developed a skill set over time being that. But ultimately, that's probably not who you are or definitely it's not the full expression of who you are. So once you do figure out who you are and what you want to create, you have to go out and just build up what I call your purpose muscles. 
You have to take mm -hmm. actions that are aligned with your purpose and who you are just so that you can be more of yourself. And yeah. then once you have that confidence, then you can go out to the world and say, okay, let me try to connect with somebody who shares my vision. I've done this work. To, I know who I am. I know generally what I want to create. I've practiced it in my life to be full of myself, not full of myself, more of myself. Yes. <laughs> and now who's someone that I can connect with? And, and that was shares a similar vision. We're not talking 100%. There's going to be, uh, but I like to think there's some sort of overlap. And yeah. the, the stronger you can have that overlap, and the more you can discuss about what each other wants, I think you have a greater chance of making a relationship that works. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, and the terms that you use to describe it in terms of entrepreneurship, of having a business plan, of, and, and finding that founding partner, really... What, what I see is more intention in who you decide to be in a relationship with because sometimes we, we meet somebody, we like him, you know, he's tall, dark, and handsome, he smells good, he has on a nice watch, like, oh, I like him, let's, you know, let's go out. <laughs> and then out of habit, just kind of go and eventually you're like committed to each other. And, but you're, sometimes you're not always as intentional in asking the question, does this person help me fulfill my purpose? What I think, do we have a shared uh, a shared vision? Because even in, in my relationship, I'm engaged to be married. And I remember, this is even before we got engaged, I remember asking the question, what is the purpose of marriage? What is the purpose of relationship? Because both of us are at an age where we, neither one of us has a strong desire to give birth to children. And we've been single, you know, we're in our 40s, we've been single for a while. And so we don't have those same milestones that someone in their 20s may have, right? We don't have this milestone of having kids by 20 or, yeah, maybe buying a house by 25, having kids when you're 26 and, you know, have everybody at the house by the time you're 40 and then travel the world. We have different, we're in a different phase of our life. You know, we all have those little dreams going up, right? <laughs> it's so funny because you're 100%. I'm, you know, 25 years past that, and none of that stuff happened as planned. And I it know. Just, but it's so clear. Like, we can repeat that plan because it's so ingrained in us. And, yeah. and this, is, this is another part that we have to understand about purpose is that we are born into a world of systems. Mm -hmm. There's systems that, uh, that, you know, the fairy tales of romance and the, the legends yeah. of the couple that comes together and buys a house, that meets at 24 and buys a house at 25 and has... That's a legend yeah. of our culture. There, you know, there are systems that impact. You know, me as a white man, you as a black woman. We there's systems that that impact us differently, and yeah. all of those things impact our ability to make where you live, income, you know, sexes and biases. All those kinds of things yeah. play a role in shaping who who we think we need to be. Yeah, And so when you yeah. figure out who you are, this is why you, you have all these, uh, you know, there's just all these things that are kind of keeping you the way, way you are. So when you figure out who you are, it just takes work. It takes yeah. work. It takes building up those muscles and recognizing, like, I don't have to be that way or, wow, I can be this way or, wow, I was a real jerk there or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. It, all the things and the stories, you know, we grew up. Um, you know, the, the romance stories and the fairy tales and the this and that, which work sometimes. I mean, they're based on truth. Sometimes they don't. Right. 
Exactly. And and even talk, talking about the systems here and the vision that we once have for ourselves, now that I'm older and I'm on this entrepreneurial journey, I see a new vision, a new system, a new societal pressure being formed about forming this power couple. Um, you have two, two individuals who are both... Um, ambitious who are both running their own businesses or they're climbing the corporate or they're doing big things in a big way on a even bigger scale to impact everybody i remember uh, one of uh, like a former mentor of mine she made the comment i want to make millions so i can impact millions so i can give away millions and i'm going that sounds really good in theory but that's a lot of pressure and so i'm seeing more women now who's trying to Find partners who match their ambition. Find partners who are uh, as as creative and creating businesses as they are, and they're missing the point of purpose. They're missing. But how do I want to say this? They're more focused on what they're doing in externally and not understanding what's driving their ex their external drive. And it could be for some people their drive is money, but for others it could be joy, it could be impact, it could be peace, it could be freedom, it could be all the other things. But we're so looking, we're, we're we spend so much time looking at how successful they are that we miss the opportunity to learn about their purpose, their character, and really who they are at their core. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, you bring up a lot, a lot of points there. The the first one, that idea of missing the other person, that we also miss ourselves. Yeah. We miss the, it, and I think purpose really starts with questions. It's not mm -hmm. looking outside. It's saying, okay, if let's just say you're about freedom. How can I help myself experience more freedom? How can I help others experience more freedom? There, there's always a back and forth, like yeah. with me and love. Experience more love. You know, what do I need to have in place uh, to go? You know, I worked out this morning. That's a, a reflection of love. You know, I, mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it. But, you know, but it was part yeah. of love. And, yeah. um, you know, what, it, so there's always that it's, uh, to me, purpose is really about exploring, you know, am I, sell, am I able to experience my full self in my relationship? Is my partner experiencing his or her full self uh, in, in, my, in our relationship? And exploring that. And that's a conversation. That's a never-ending conversation. Because yes. there's going to be places in life, you know, life can be going great, and all of a sudden, bam, something happens, and right, <laughs> and, and right. it's not so great. And oh, congratulations on your engagement, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. you. Say that. <laughs> uh, um, and <clears throat> and so it, and you know, there, uh, so I talked to a lot of people about what love means to them. That's that's the mm -hmm. point of my podcast. And one of the words that's coming up over and over again is courage. Yeah. And I'm really like, without courage, you don't have love. And without love, it's hard to be courageous. There's, again, there's a back and forth. But one of the things where I see, especially for a younger, a couple that's just getting together, is having the courage to ask the questions that may lead to you breaking up. Mm. Because we have, because I, I, I'm actually going through a going through a separation and divorce right now after yeah. about 20 years of being married we're actually in a good spot we're working through things in a, in a healthy way good. and through our through the therapy and you know in engagement and all just kind of the, the introspection that we've been doing or you know that i, de I definitely have been doing is um, just where there were things at the beginning of our relationship that that were 
bothering us and we didn't have the courage to say, hey, this is a problem. Yeah. And I think, I know for me, it was like, well, if I ask this up, if I ask this, we're probably going to break up. And since she's the only one that will ever love me, I can't do that. You know, mm. like that, that's kind of, that's kind of the fear, right? Like, yeah. I got yeah, the amazing woman. I, I don't know. I can't risk it. And, right. and what happens is, is those little things, you know, they're not so bad that they, they cause the breakup immediately, but they build up over time. They, they hinder your experience. And in our case, I think probably in many cases, they end up leading to a divorce or at least a, a relationship yeah. that's it's not as wonderful as it could be. Right. And I think that at the beginning stages of a relationship, it takes courage to be able to say, hey, this isn't working for me. Yeah. And, you know, this is really important. I didn't realize how important this thing was when before. We, but now I really do. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think business-based relationship, part of having that business plan that we're talking about is kind of thinking ahead of time, okay, this this kind of stuff's going to come up. There's going to be, we're going to have, a, have to have a need for conversations that are tough, mm -hmm. that are scary, that may lead to us breaking up. But if we don't have them, we're definitely going to break up. Yeah. Yeah. And so how, how are we going to do that? Like, how would I do that? And, and you start to just plan ahead a little bit of how we're going to have these tough conversations. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's like this slam dunk, but I, we know those, those conversations are coming. Might as well plan for them. Yeah. And that's part of the work of being in a relationship and, and not just a relationship with others, but that's part of the work of being in a relationship with yourself. I am of the opinion that we have three main relationships, a relationship with ourselves, a relationship with other people, and a relationship with God, spirit, universe, or whomever you believe in, something outside of yourself. And so, like you said, the part of discovering your purpose is really getting to know yourself and seeing how much of you is authentically you and how much of you is you conforming to what you were told you should be as a man, as a woman, as a husband, as a wife. And I, I was literally just having this conversation this morning. One of my goals here is to help people break free of that box of those you're supposed to be this way and really get back to, to who you are, understanding who you are, understanding what you desire in a relationship and why you desire it in a relationship. And, and that, like you said, that's part of the journey of getting to know you and discovering your purpose. So I, I really like what you said, and I really like what you said about it takes courage to love, and love gives you the courage to do, like. There's, there's a whole circle that just feeds itself. So the first step is being courageous enough to ask yourself the question, "Who am I?" Yeah, being and, courageous enough to ask yourself the question, "What do I want?" Yeah, and and to be able to say, "Hey, will you go on a date with me?" Yeah, I know, like right? <laughs> and being courageous enough to say no sometimes because say no, absolutely, and, and being able to say, you know, know what this is, this, you're whatever, you're awesome, whatever, but this is not, this is there's something that's not for me, and that yeah. takes huge courage. Yeah, and, and great. Um, it, it's really scary, and yeah, but it's but we, it's the equal side. It's the other side of the courage to say yes and the courage to say no are both very very takes a lot of courage yeah you know because we are afraid of rejection 
We are afraid of someone telling us we're not good enough, we're not lovable, we're not kind enough, we're not sexy enough. We're we're afraid of of being told no. Well, let me, let me rephrase it. We're afraid of some part of us not being good enough because we already feel that some part of us is not good enough. And part of that not the part of that feeling of not good enoughness comes from not understanding who you are authentically. And this is why we don't have the conversations. This is why we don't speak up in our relationship. This is why we settle and put up with things in our relationships that really don't make us happy. And eventually, you're going to, for lack of better terms, you're selling yourself short. You're selling yourself out for the sake of a relationship because... As you mentioned earlier, this is the best person that's ever happened to me. No one else is going to love me like this. Or, And I've heard someone else say this too. I don't want to see that person with anybody else. I'm the best person for that, for my person. And like, there's this fear that keeps us not showing up authentically. Yeah, absolutely. And the real, one of the real wonderful aspects of a, taking a purpose-based approach to dating is purpose is core to who you are. You know, I'm about love, and that shows up in my relationships, my business, my podcast, my my play catch with my son. You know, it shows up in different places. And what I can do is I can go out and practice being more loving. I can look to see places where I, I'm fully loving and places where I struggle, and I can, again, work on building up my purpose muscles. And the more that I can do that, that's going to give me more confidence to be my full self on that date or when yeah. I'm talking to an investor or, you know, in those those tough situations – if you only practice being your full self on a date, you're going to fail yeah. because it's, it's like sports. You, you don't get better playing basketball in a game. You get better right. playing basketball, you know, Monday through Friday, <laughs> Monday <laughs> yeah. through Friday. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, uh, can I, can I share one thing that's been like on my mind that's, sure. that it's kind of sports related on this. Yeah. It's, it's dating too. I'm sure you've heard the, the whole idea of, um, I will, I will be a husband, or I'll give you a husband level re relationship when I'm your husband, or I'll do this, right. you know, I'll be, you know, that sort of thing. You get wife benefits when you make me a wife. Your wife, <laughs> exactly. And I, up until this week, I kind of was like, okay, I can get that. But then this, something clicked in me this week, and I said, oh, wait a minute. What if I was a, I was a, on a, a basketball team? I said, coach, I will give you varsity level effort once you put me on the varsity team. I, you know, as soon as you make me, you know, a professional, Mister, you know, coach, I will give you professional level effort. Yeah. And there's not a coach in the world that would ever take you on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Yeah, it's, I see your point. I see your point. However, you know, <laughs> I, I get there's there's might be a difference, but it, at the end of the day, I don't know. I think if you are always giving JV level effort you are always going to be at a JV level relationship. Yeah. And I think the key word here is effort. And that effort comes from how you see yourself. How are you building yourself? Because becoming a JV, becoming a, becoming a varsity player doesn't start when you decide to be varsity. It starts when you get the mindset. It starts when you, when you begin to work on the character of a varsity player. And then you start showing up as that. But guess what? You're not going to get varsity play 
or you're not going to get varsity pay <laughs> until you get put on the varsity team. And so I think I, I, I want to make that little clarification there because it's easy to show up and be all the things you desire to be. And if we're not careful, we'll end up being very resentful because we're not getting the benefits of showing up as the person we want to be if we are not in the right place, in the right space, and understanding our position. You may show up as a varsity player while you're on the JV team, but you have no intentions of staying a JV player for 25 years. Absolutely. Eventually, probably within a year, you want to up-level. <laughs> Absolutely. And this again, this is where the, the courage to say, like, hey, yes. I'm... Like, this is this is me being my best self, and I'm doing yes. everything I can. If if we aren't aligned, if we aren't clicking, I got to go find a new team. Yeah. You know, like that's uh, and 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 that takes courage. It takes it courage takes to recognize that that I'm never, for whatever reason, I'm never going to make that person's varsity, and to yeah. be able to say, and and I also think it 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 takes realizing like, hey, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not working for, you know, that person that's not promoting you, whatever that, yeah, if they're not loving me at varsity level, if I'm not getting varsity yeah. love back, that's it. then, yeah. then I, I can, I can give it for a while, but at some point I, I'm going to have to get it back. It has to be reciprocated. But it has to be reciprocated. But I think we're, I think, I think we love to give it our all. Yeah. Like, you know, when you okay. give it your all, like, it's just more fun, right? You, you know, like, more you'd rather give it your all. It feels good. So I would, ra- and, and again, this is more of an intellectual thing because it's hard to do sometimes, but you would rather give it your all and then say, hey, this isn't working out than not give it your all and end up with something that is, is less than great. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love that analogy. And I, I want to go back to purpose and defining purpose or at least get a little bit more granular in it um what are some other words that can be used to describe our purpose we during conversation we mentioned freedom we mentioned joy we mentioned happiness what are a few other examples of words that could describe or someone can identify as their purpose yeah so i've talked some people on this this conversation mm-hmm. and the top five that I found are love, joy, happiness, excitement, and freedom. Excitement. Okay. Excitement. There, there may be other and, and this is English based and I if I can't yeah. say what it's like in, in other but those are the top five. Those yeah. are the ones and and the reason that I think those are the top five is that those are words that we would have used when we were young. Mm. And our purpose if if you believe our purpose is part of a spirit or soul or an energy it would have been there, you know, at you know, before yeah. birth, at birth, wherever, you know, wherever that, it, no matter what, it would have been there when we were young. Yeah. So that feeling, whatever that thing is, the language that we would have first used with it would have been language that we would have used as a young person. Love, joy, happiness, excitement, freedom, those sorts of things. Like they're, they're describing the emotion feeling of the of that. As we get older, we start to intellectualize it, and it becomes, I want people to feel safe or comfortable or heard or motivated, something of that sort. And yeah. those, those sound good, and those are totally awesome, intellectual rather than, than um, heart-based. Yeah, heart-based, yeah. And That's so the, good. How, yeah. And how I help people figure out their purpose, it actually is, is not super complicated, is you can ask yourself, when you interact with people, how do you want them to feel? 
And generally speaking, those answers will be safe, heard, motivated, inspired, some comfortable, something of that sort. And then you can say, okay, how would you describe the feeling when you're experiencing those things yourself, when you feel safe and heard and motivated, how would you describe that feeling and language that you would have used when you were 10, 11, or 12? And that's the joy, the happiness, or smile. And what happens is people smile. We do this mm-hmm. thing and they'll be like, oh, it's, oh, it's joy. And it'd be so obvious. They'll be like, well, doesn't everybody want joy? Or doesn't everybody want love? Or, and, and I'm like, no, not everyone does. But you do. And, let's just, and I just say, own the shit. I, I, I hope I can cuss. Own the, heck, yeah. own, the heck, <laughs> own the heck out of your, your, um, your purpose. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so those are the top five. Love, joy, happiness, excitement, and freedom. And what I generally find is when a person lands on their word, you'll find that word has shown up in different ways throughout their life. There'll be a thread. That, that thread will already be there. They're not, find, they're not really discovering anything new. They're mostly pushing away the weeds and the muck to find mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And using your technique, I'm thinking about myself now, and I remember about 20 years ago, I thought my purpose was to save the world one child at a time. I used to be a tutor. And then as I've gotten older, now is to save the world one woman at a time. <laughs> but actually looking back at what really drives that, I am thinking my purpose, because that's the work that I do, but what really motivates me and drives me is probably going to be on the lines of somewhere between safety inspirational and creativity mm-hmm. yeah so and, i have to do some more work yeah. around that. i have to think about that some more that's good what can i ask you the, the question then sure it's like it's a coaching question that's why i was sure i'm not, so when you feel safe when you feel creative what's the, what's your experience of life how, how do you describe that in language that you would have used when you were young happy happy yeah. free I think free, I think free is probably more accurate because I did not have a lot of freedom to express myself in different ways as I was growing up. And I remember wanting that more than anything. So maybe it's free because I know when I'm in my creative zone, I feel free. I feel more authentic. When I feel safe, I feel free to do whatever it is I desire to do. So maybe it is freedom. Can I just one one word that's kind of popping in my head? When you feel free, do you feel joy? Yeah, I do yeah. feel joy. Yeah, that's and you yeah. can see your smile. If you're yeah. watching, you can see the smile. And this is and this is what I look for because freedom was, and for some people, it'll say free and they'll smile and I'll be like, we're done. But you, mm-hmm. but there was there's a little bit of an intellectual sort of aspect to freedom, like it. Yeah. But for you, like when and and how is teaching ch- kids experience an, uh, an expression of joy? Because of, <laughs> because they get to experience joy at the aha moment. Like they're when they have that aha moment, their eyes light up. the The burden is off of their shoulders. And the same thing with coaching women. You're right. The same thing with coaching women when they have that aha moment, their eyes light up. The burden is lifting off, and and they experience joy and they experience freedom. So thank you, coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can start to explore like what joy means to you. Uh, what I do is I help people figure out, I call it five pillars. Mm-hmm. Like for me, love is about creativity and connection and contribution and celebration. Um, 
Uh, oh my gosh, what's my fifth one? Uh, creativity. Oh no. Uh, oh, courage. As we're, yeah. as we're saying, um, <laughs> courage, creativity, connection, contribution, and celebration. That's mm -hmm. those. That's like what love means to me. And so you can figure out what again. You can, you know, three to five of what things mean. Joy means to you. And then you can start to ask yourself, okay, I'm I'm getting married. Like, what what would a relationship where what would I, if I what would help me experience more joy in this relationship? Mm -hmm. And another question is, if I was fully present to joy, what would I do in the relationship? Mm. What might I do? What might I say? What you know? What you know? And and again, just different. You know, no answers right or wrong. Just gives you different yeah. stepping stones to take, different perspectives. I love, I'm writing. I'm taking notes, you guys. For my audience, you listening, I am taking all kinds of notes. Because let me tell you, every coach needs a coach. Every doctor needs a doctor. I am a full believer in that, y'all. Okay. And, and while you're doing I, I, that, I'll tell you how, this, how I came to this. Because this is, sure. it, it, it's, I, it, I know it feels a little bit magical sometimes, but it's actually, I have proof of why this works. Is yeah. I, was, I do uh, tribute videos for people. These were mm -hmm. like, if you want to do a video for your mom, we get 30 or 40 or 50 people all saying what they love and appreciate about her. And we put it together and you show it at a birthday party or an anniversary. And yeah. I did, I've done several hundred of those videos. And somewhere along the way, I started to see there's always a theme. The person was about love, joy, happiness, excitement, or freedom. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't loud, it wasn't overt. And did a bunch, you know, through my, my own kind of love of coaching, I figured out how to pull this thing that's from the background of lives to the foreground. And so I know if I did a video for you, I get 30 or 40 or 50 of your best people saying what they love and appreciate about you, joy would be a, a reasonable interpretation of the theme that would be in that video. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I so, like it, that. and that, that's where, that's what set me on the purpose because I did videos for people from 7 to 90 mm. all over the world. Didn't matter who they were, age, you know, didn't matter. These were not, these were just everyday, these rock stars, movie stars, everyday moms and dads, grandmas, and there was always a theme. Yeah. And, and, and so now I, it just doesn't matter. And the real beauty of this, especially in terms of relationship, and I, I know I'm talking a little too much here, um, is, you know, doing stuff can get, be scary. Yeah. You know, going going to therapy, go yeah. you've been great in a relationship or you know, where you stepped over things where you didn't have the courage to say what you wanted and, and owning those things where you know, where you've been racist in some way, where you contribute, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is scary. Like it's straight yeah. up scary. And when I understood that I was about love and I had that as a foundation, I knew that I could dig through all of my muck. I could, that underneath all of my stuff, there was this thing at my core and I could keep digging and I knew I would find it at some point. Mm -hmm. And that gave me the courage and the confidence to do that work. And that was, yeah. that was really helpful. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I have one other question I want to ask you, well, really two, but one discussion question. I saw this on your website and immediately piqued my interest. So I wanted to take a few minutes to, to talk about this. Um, what is the difference between a high-value relationship and a high-value person? Because in the dating streets, I've especially in the last couple of years, I've heard all this talk, I want a high-value man. 
I want a high value woman, but your position is to go after a high value relationship. Please enlighten us on this. I'm anxious to hear this. Yeah, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> I bought highvaluerelationship.com like mm -hmm. last week. Okay. There's so little there's so little conversation about high value relationship that high value relationship dot com was, was available. available. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with it, but I just bought it because I'm like, it's gotta be something. Here here's the, the basic idea is mm -hmm. um, again it, it, it didn't I didn't come to this because hearing people talk. I came to this because if you're going to look at it as a purpose based, you're going to look at yourself, you're going to look at the relationship, and then you're going to look at the person. And if, but if you start to say, I want a high valued person before understanding what your relationship is, it's mm. sort of like, it's sort of like all the dream teams in basketball, you know, we, they, they, they get three, you know, you got LA Lakers with LeBron, Westbrook and Anthony Davis, and they're collapsing. They are not high valued. They are, they are not high valued people for themselves. They are high valued people without exception. But as a team, they are not the right people for each other. Yeah. And you can yeah. look at almost every single triumphant sports team, the Golden State Warriors. You know, when they were in their run, you know, with Clay and and I'm I'm from California. That's why. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, uh, but if you look at like the chemistry, the um, Tom Brady and his run in in never had the best players. They had the or the system that they had. Yeah. And I think the best, the most high valued person for you is the person that your vision for what you want to create, and you're going to work together. Yeah. And, I like that. And I and so and I also think the whole idea of high valued it gets very it gets very judgy very quickly. Yes. And I <laughs> and, and you know and I'm self I'm never going to win a high value like <laughs> I'm like I got value but I'm like a bald man I'm like <laughs> no I got I got I'm not going to win those things. Uh, yeah. but I think I think more importantly though uh, ultimately at the end of the day when you in a relationship, what really works is two people working together with some sort of shared vision and are working through the stuff because that stuff's going to come up. Yeah. And, and I think this is a big, it's a big question, especially now because the rules of dating are changing. You know, uh -huh. and this, what you said, what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman and masculine energy and feminine energy, those things are all, let's just say it's, they're, 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 in, they're in flux. Just to say, yeah. for lack of a better word, and I think yeah. for some very, very good reasons, because lots of them were very harmful to both men and women. Yeah, but absolutely. without those set rules, it's creating a lot of chaos and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I should ask someone out, or you know, all that. Like, do I? Yeah, it's like exhausting, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is why coming back. And this is why I think purpose is so important, especially now is yeah. you can start to say, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to create. This is, these are kind of the rules of the game that I'm playing. Are you interested in playing this game with me? Yes. You know, yes, no. Away the fear, it's not going to take away the, the nervousness. You're going to make mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But at least it will give you a foundation to say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm trying to create. Yeah, I love it. And, and like you said, the purpose-based dating 
takes the focus and the pressure off of fitting everyone else's standards of what your relationship should look like. Even your your concept of high value relationship versus high value person. High value person is focused on a person meeting society standards of what a high value person is versus a high value relationship and purpose based relationship takes a look at you and say, this is who I am. This is the relationship I desire to create. Who will be the best fit for the person I am today, the relationship I desire today, and if I may add, the person I am becoming tomorrow and the relationship I want to create for tomorrow. Because I'm not going to be the same person today. Some of my core values will probably be the same, maybe in a different order, but we're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. Our needs change. Our desires change. Our vision, our dreams change. Who can also change with me or at least support me as we're changing and support the relationship as we're changing and evolving. I think that is so is, is so important. It's vital and it's more important than fitting an image or a title of high value man, high value woman, all this good stuff. It releases the judgment and releases the pressure, like you said. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you, you can hear growth and is an important part. I'm guessing joy, like for you, you know, as a teacher, as a coach, like growth is as a key component of joy. Like if yes, you aren't growing, is. you're probably not happy. Like yeah, just, you know, at, at a kind of at a fundamental level, <laughs> <laughs> and which which brings its own. You know, there's a whole we can have a whole conversation about that. Uh, right. But you, so you, you, you'd want to have conversations with your partner saying, Hey, I'm going to be, we're, we're both going to be growing. What are we going to do when we kind of grow out of who we know ourselves to be, or how are we going to support each other in that? Because in a relationship, you, you want someone to celebrate who you are, Yeah. but you, you know, you don't want to fix yourself. Nobody likes that. Right, but if growth exactly. is a part of you, but if growth is a part of you, then you want you're going to want to be able to celebrate who you are and then encourage that growth in a way, and that's not always easy. You know, we're, we yeah. we generally don't want to. I'm acute. Uh, you know, my soon be ex wife is like you coach too much, <laughs> 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 and and so my next relationship, like like I I'm just going to be honest. Like look, this is what I do. I I, I want to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. Now yeah. I didn't have that awareness 20 years ago when we were, of course. and so I think one of the things that we can do, and, and this is something I'm trying to do with, with my podcast is, is just to bring the idea of what, what does love mean to people and yeah. get people talking about it and thinking about it. Cause I think the more of us that think about it, even at a young age, you have an idea of what you want. And if we can start to say, okay, that's what you want now, how, what do you, what will it take to make that happen? we can start to have conversations that where people can maybe find, form relationships a little bit earlier that really work. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Joey. I have enjoyed this conversation to the fullest. And so before we get off the air today, what is one last thought you want to leave for our audience? What is, what is the one thing you want them to take away today? Yeah, I would. It is the most awesome conversation to talk to someone and say, hey, what does love mean to you? Yeah. And, and how can we have more of that? How can I support you in having more of that? Just yeah. ask your person, your friend, whatever, who are, just ask people that question because love, I've talked to a lot of people now and no answer is the same. Yeah. Not, it's, it, there, there's some overlap, but there's, there's, there's so, given the fact that we talk about love so much, we have very little experience actually talking about love. 
Yeah. And so I would just recommend anybody. It's a wonderful exercise. It forms connection. It takes courage. It's 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 a purpose based conversation. One hundred percent. You just ask what mean to you, and and then but because of course you got to know yourself. You got to do that work yeah. yourself because as soon as you ask it, they're going to be like, "Well, what does it mean to you?" And you got to be able yeah. to respond back. And it's a yeah. wonderful conversation, and you can have that conversation sooner in a relationship than I think we realize. Yeah. Right now, the among my professional friends, it's about the third date. That's the yeah. that's the, the, the that's what we're hearing. Yeah, but so I was about to say, not everybody makes it past that first date, honey. <laughs> not everybody makes that first date. No, uh, but you can have that. You can have that conversation with friends, with family, and just asking them because it's really interesting. Because it's something that we all long for. It's something, or I'm not gonna say we all. Many, many of us long for that we yeah. want to have in our lives, and we think that other people have the same thing. And what I'm finding is that chances are they don't. They may, yeah. but chances are they don't. The only way you're going to know is by actually having a conversation with them. Right. Right. Absolutely. And now, Joey, where can our audience find you if they want to learn more about your book, your services, or just reach out to you? How can they find you? Yeah, everything is at joeychandler.net. It has all, all the stuff. And uh, I'm on every social, all social at joeychandler70. That's my, my handle across all social medias. And they can. I'm on TikTok and uh, and also would love it if they could come, uh, just like this podcast, please, everyone subscribe, like, uh, for here. Yeah. And if you want to hear conversations about uh, what love, um, what experts and entertainers, you know, what love means to them, please come over and join the Love, the love Launch podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your expertise in the conversation. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I know my audience has enjoyed it. And I know I'm going to take some of these questions and the tips that you've given here today and apply to my own relationship. So thank you very much. And awesome. to my thank audience, thank you so much for joining me here again today. And as always, be bold, brilliant, and unstoppable in the pursuit of what you truly want in life and in your relationships. I talk to you next week.